Hi, welcome back to Chronically Authentic, the podcast. I'm not going to slurp my coffee, sorry. We're going to talk to you about stuff. Well, we were sitting here this morning talking about the goals as usual, what our goals are for the future, and some of the roadblocks that can get in our way of determining what our goals are the people and the things that kind of hold us back on our way there. And I thought we were having an interesting conversation. So I thought we could continue it. Um, one of the things we were talking about was like how long it took you to even realize what your goals were. So like, what was that process like? Um, what was it like? How did it get here? Yeah, man. Honestly, well, one, it was realizing that, where I was was not at all where I wanted to be at. And, you know, we, we talked about my past and kind of how it got here, you know, a couple episodes back, but it was really just that looking at where I was hating it and realizing, all right, you have things you need to work on. And then looking in the mirror and holding myself accountable and owning the things that I was the problem in. And then realizing what I needed to do and then actually doing the work every single day. And I'm not talking about like in the gym, I'm talking about my mindset. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about like going to therapy, really going through the really deep, scary, heavy skeleton that lived in my closet, dragging his ass out and being like, all right, let's talk about your bones. Yeah. Let's talk about your body. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I'm currently going through uh, some what a personal development right now where it's talking about vision and getting crystal clear on your vision and, you know, um, asking the question, what do you want? Like, what is that thing that you're working towards? And that's literally what sparked this conversation was I am so crystal clear on what that is. It has, it has gotten more defined as we've gone along because I, I think the original vision was like, well, I want to help people, but that can be so broad that it's like, okay, you can help people in many ways. And while I think that that's a great goal is to set out to help people when she was reading me her goal today, I was just like, oh my gosh, that's like, so hyper specific i love it so much because when you're going after a goal you almost have to be hyper specific or else you have more potential to like deviate or stray from the path that you're on or let other people kind of influence you with their little breadcrumbs of what they got going on but when you're so hyper focused on like nope this is literally the goal how can you not have that laser focus like you will have it yeah, yeah. I, I am and you know i've been dealing with some stuff pause <laughs> bro what is your deal right now are you okay like literally we were sitting here talking for 30 minutes and he did he's not been asleep and now we start doing this he's literally licking my toes scratching at my leg being a needy baby he's got food and the doors open so well it's because he probably wants to eat but if you don't know this about bernie bernie's our uh little baby schnauzer he's not a baby he's five but he's the youngest he's of the dogs please stop licking my foot that's weird um he, uh, I'm going to pull my leg up. I'll care about. Um, he really needs a lot of emotional support to do pretty much anything. Um, yeah. So he's, he wants to eat. So he wants someone to go sit with him on the floor. Anyway, 
um, you know, I've been dealing with some stuff uh, that just really hasn't been in alignment with where I want to go in my business with my overall like vision and trying to really like have those hard conversations. I like to call them fierce conversations because you really do have to have a sense of fierceness in order to like peel back the onion layer, so to speak, and like be like, this is the issue. This is the solution. How can we get there together? And some people can be receptive to that. Some people can make excuses because of their own like roadblocks. Um, but I'm just at this point where I have to respect my boundaries regardless of whether or not other people are going to respect my boundaries. And, you know, that vision I was explaining to Matt, you know, I'm sitting here in one of the um, uh, lessons I was working through in my personal development this morning was, you know, he asked, what do you want? And be specific. And he was saying, you know, when you um, like karmic powers or whatever you want to call them, when you are so specific on what you want, you almost in a way like doors and opportunities start mm -hmm. opening because the universe or the energies or this, mm -hmm. whatever you believe starts to realize, you know what you want, like, let's put you on that track. And, um, he asked, what do you want? So I'm going to tell you what that vision is. And it's to be a light to it's it, what I actually wrote. I'll read it off my paper to be a light, a resource, a conduit for others to recognize their strength to change. And with that, he asked, what are your highest ambitions? And I wrote, creating meaningful and helpful tools so that people can, like I said, recognize their own strength to change the things about themselves or their lives or so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. That's oddly specific. Um, and when I start going through all the notes that I have here, when I like talk about my growth, well, all of the things that I wrote down are in alignment with that vision. That goes back to what I was saying about like how you have to be hyper specific so that you can be laser focused. And I told her, I was like, wow, that is, that almost makes me feel bad for what my goal is. Cause my goal was like, yeah, I just want to help people, but it can, that's way too broad. And I thought one of the other interesting things that we kind of talked about was like how everybody, a, a lot of people, like their goal is they just want more money. They want more resources in order to give back to their family and things like that. And while that can be great, and I think that that's something that everyone should strive for, um, that's also not specific because as we learned in our personal development today, that just is the thing that opens the doors for you to help more people, to hire people to help more people to um be give you the opportunity to travel because that's your passion it's not the actual money that we seek because that's not tangible but these things are tangible i want to create tools for people so that they can go out and live powerful lives and be advocates for themselves or uh, fix their mental health problems like we just we're just creating these tools to give people an easier opportunity to go do those things you're not doing the work for them. You're just showing them the way and helping make it easier for them to do it. Yeah. You want to know how I'm doing that? It's literally the name of this podcast. Chronically authentic. And that's what I was telling Matt. Like, I want people to be so comfortable with who they are 
that they have to label it as a chronic condition. Like I am so authentic to myself that it is now a chronic problem, but it's not a problem. Not like problems aren't always bad. Well, actually, I guess they are. That's why they're problems. But you know, you know what I'm saying? Like you are so yourself that you are chronically authentic. And, you know, I wrote in a blog post a few weeks ago about the ripple effect of being yourself so much so that other people see you showing up and just accepting yourself for who you are while you're working on becoming a better person. And that's something that I learned today as well in our personal development is like, we all want some form of growth. Um, are there people out there who don't? Yeah, but it's not that they don't want it. It's that somewhere along the line of their own journey, someone said that diminish that in them. Mm -hmm. Like you're not good enough. You're never going to do it. It's the disbelief, like their disbelief turns into a lack of belief in yourself. And that is something I've said many times over is for a long time, I truly just did not believe in myself. And, you know, looking in the mirror and owning the things that I wasn't doing, whether it be continuing to allow abusive behaviors in my life, whether it was allowing people to skirt by with the absolute bare minimum and accepting that. But I know that I deserve more, but it took me working on myself and really hyper-focusing on that vision to realize that I have some boundaries to set. Setting boundaries can be healthy too. Like I said, there's gonna be people that come in and out of your life while you're working towards your goals that have their own goals and interests in mind but unless they're hyper-focused too, or maybe like you have to be on the same page with them and lined up if you're going to work together towards those, there can create like some friction sometimes and things like that. And that's part of what we're seeing as we're growing is finding those people in our community that, you know, we want to collaborate with or work with or just honestly grow relationships with and grow just relationships, friendships, and like make a one big family of people chasing after things, but they also kind of in a way have to be specific about what they want and also be open about what they want with you. Because if you don't know, how can you work together and like create relationships? Yeah, I think it's one thing to say that you want more and social media makes it really easy that to, sh to give the illusion that you're putting in the effort but what's happening when that camera is not on you? Are you actually following through on those things? And one thing I've also seen too a lot is that coming like from the world of like a community of people working on themselves to be better humans. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna kind of sidebar this in a different perspective. In cosmetology, like the beauty industry, we get clients that'll come sit in our chair and tell us, oh, I want my hair to be X, Y, and Z. Me, as a professional, having training in face shapes, tone and texture of skin, eye color, eye shape, jaw structure, so on and so forth, I have been trained to know what looks good on somebody, but we have a tendency to think that we know what we need and that that is the best way. And as a professional working behind the chair, so many people would come in and ask for something and you're, you try and offer suggestions mm -hmm. and, and make 
tweaks because I know that you having a blunt haircut and you have a square wide face, it's only going to make your face appear to be wider. And if, if someone were to come in and say, I don't like how my face looks fat. And I hate when people say that, like your face is not fat. Um, I know that adding face framing layering to your face is going to elongate your face. Oh, I can't do that. That would look terrible on me. No, no. I'm telling you that science has told us that based off of your square shape, this elongates you like that's geometry. Mm -hmm. Um, but we often have a tendency to not want to hear what other people tell us because we feel we know best. And that is applicable in the personal development world. We have a tendency to grab things that we think that we need to read about, be it habits, when really you're struggling in here with mm-hmm. self, like negative self-talk or self-doubt, and you need to be reading books that pertain to you, not what you think you need. Because sometimes we have a hard time admitting yep. and looking in the mirror and saying, wow, I really do have that problem. Yeah. And for me, that is how I got so laser focused on my goal is I had to really kind of sit in my feelings and release the guilt of I need to be up and doing things and being productive with my time. And I needed to allow myself space and time to just be in those feelings and look at my patterns of behavior, look at my habits. And, you know, they were all destructive. Drug user, smoker some alcohol, Mm -hmm. um, no physical activity. Yeah. No physical activity. And then I went through everything with my surgery, Mm -hmm. which just like completely depleted my mental capacity. I had to sit in those feelings and one, I had to acknowledge it first. I had to acknowledge that those were behaviors and habits that I allowed to happen. I couldn't blame my past for it. I couldn't blame my medical stuff for it. I chose to allow those things to become acceptable behaviors that I was doing to myself, which then translated to the behaviors I was allowing other people Mm -hmm. to bring into my life as well. So sitting in that and saying, okay, it is what it is. Yeah. What can I do to change that? What is it that I actually want? Well, I don't want to self-harm. I don't want to keep harming my body using drugs and cigarettes and you know, using alcohol. And that was hard. It was hard to say like, all right, these are things I'm going to have to change. And then one of the hardest things was changing up my diet. That's the number one thing people struggle with is when they say, I want to be, I want to feel better. I want to be better. Fitness, nutrition, those things go hand in hand. You want to feel better. You want to have more energy Work out. go for a fucking walk. You know, you don't need to turn into Arnold Schwarzenegger, but like you're capable of doing something. And I feel like you got to be intentional with it too, because there was a time when I was working out where I, it's not that I didn't know what I was doing. It's just that I wasn't doing it for the right reason. And I was just kind of looking to like maintain my body and like, but were you really though? Kind of fake it. That's no, I was not maintaining my body. (laughs) Exactly. I was gaining weight and feeling worse than I'd ever felt, but I was also going to the gym like every other day. It wasn't until I was like very intentional about what I was doing is when I started to see progress. But that took a mental being intentional with my mentals as well before I got to that point. And so when we're talking about what I'm, I'm like hearing you say that and in my mind, I'm like, it really just took 
the intention, yeah. but also being consistent and consistent because sure. For fuck's sake, listen to those podcasts, read those books, but are you actually taking away the information, mm -hmm. implementing it intentionally, and then being consistent with the behaviors, knowing that it's going to be hard, or yeah. are you just excusing the behavior and being like, well, this is okay out of convenience and I'm just going to grab the box of Cheez-Its. Yeah. You have to be bought in and that's how you develop. No, you have to be bought in and that's how you develop those really specific goals. And that stuff didn't happen overnight too, either with you. It took years. Yeah. Like everybody has to recognize. I'm still working on it. That it's not going to be an overnight thing. Like when she read that to me today, that's why I was shocked. Not because she doesn't have it in her to do something like that, but it has just been a process that has kind of taken these like baby steps to get where we're at and like- Baby steps? Baby steps. Okay. Uh, you may not know this, but I had started to explain this um, on one episode of a podcast and we got sidetracked and never really got to the point of this. So back when I used to teach cosmetology, one of the- lessons I would teach in universal theory, which is really kind of the bookwork side of learning how to do hair. Um, and not so much the technical side and like the doing side, this is like the knowledge based information. One of them, one of the lessons in universal theory was goal setting and, you know, explaining the difference between long-term and short-term goals, but how your short-term goals lead you to your long-term goals. Mm -hmm. And if you've ever, and I would always use this as a reference, I would start our wellness, um, which is something we would do for like the first 10 minutes of class, just to kind of break the ice, get everyone in a good headspace. I would always play the scene from the movie, What About Bob, starring Bill Murray and Richard Dreyfus. And um, Bill Murray in the movie is... Bill Murray. He's kind of a kook, you know, uh, <laughs> he's just silly. But um, Bob has this OCD type tendency, I guess you could say. He, they never really clinically diagnose him in the movie. He's just a weirdo, to be honest. But um, he gets sent to go see a new therapist because his therapist was gone on vacation and he's having a meltdown. So he goes to the guy's office and he had just written a book. So he's just trying to sell him on the book, essentially. And um, explains to Bob that he doesn't need to think about all of the steps it's going to take him to get out of the building. He just needs to think about the steps he needs to take to go out into the lobby and then into the elevator and so on and so forth. So those small baby steps. Mm -hmm. And so Bill Murray gets up in the office and literally starts baby stepping around the office, yes. like walking up on the desk and like doing all these crazy things with baby steps. Baby steps. <laughs> And it was always just a really funny thing, but those little goals to get you to the bigger goal. And that was kind of like the point of all of this was like, I had to set smaller goals for myself. Like, okay, maybe I don't have this huge grand vision now, but I have a, I have an idea that like, I need to work on this mm -hmm. and working on those, like that one specific thing led me to the next specific thing mm -hmm. and that specific thing so on and so forth is leading me to that big vision that I just, you know, what do I want? Well, I want to be that light. I want to be a resource. I want to be what other people need to see and recognize that they have that same strength to overcome all of the same crap that I had to overcome the last few years within themselves. We tend to victimize ourselves 
and we tend to stay in a place based off of our past circumstances mm -hmm. instead of, which is my motto, hang up the hat on being the victim mm -hmm. and put on your hero cape because nobody is coming to save you. Nobody's coming to make you read, eat better or do, but like nobody's coming to do that. You have to self police in, in a way. Yep. You have to be the hero. You have to be, what is it that they say in Batman? You have to be the hero that Gotham needs, not what they want. And sometimes the hero you need is becoming the villain and just doing it. You know how many relationships I've lost in this process on bettering myself? Countless. Countless. Even the ones with my family, my relationships with my parents, because some people can't recognize that they are the problem. And even though I can do all of the things to change myself and I can address those things, I still had to set healthy boundaries to protect myself, even if it meant alienating myself from my entire family, mm -hmm. which hurts, by the way. Mm -hmm. It's not a fun thing. I don't recommend it to people. But if that's what you have to do to get out of that darkness, you got to do what you got to do. You can't let them drag you down with them. No. Or drag them with you. And I did. I, I allowed those. And that was sitting in those feelings. I sat in the feeling of I have allowed my family to keep me stuck. Because they were the ones telling me that I wasn't good enough or that it wasn't going to happen or I wasn't going to grow or who wants that? Who wants to be around people saying those things? Bro, not, well, I didn't realize at one point that I had a choice. Yeah. Oh, you know, people will guilt you and be like, yeah, but that's your mom. Exactly. That's my mom. You know, there's not a day that goes by where I don't miss my mom. And like vulnerable moment. I want my mom in my life. You know, I'm a, I'm a girl, I'm a woman. Every girl, every woman wants that relationship that, you know, that's my mom. And I think that people think that that's just such a careless thing to like, just give up on that relationship. It's not, you have no idea how hard I struggled in therapy with that. And Knowing what I know now, I know that I made the right decision because I wouldn't be sitting here having this conversation mm -hmm. if those abusers were still in my life. And it does suck when the people abusing you are the people who are supposed to keep you safe and protect you. It sucks. But at the same time, I'm not going to say I'm grateful for what I went through, but I'm grateful that I came out on the other side of it yeah. with a better perspective and the ability to change it myself. I don't depend on my parents to come in and save the day. I never have, because I, I, even from being a young kid, I knew I couldn't count on them to be there when I needed help. Um, even when I was a teenager, just struggling with like suicide and stuff. Where were my parents? Well, they were blaming me. That's where they were. Even when you were an adult struggling with suicide and stuff. Yeah. Just saying. Just saying. So anyway, having to realize those parts of my life that needed to change and swallowing that jagged pill. It's tough. But it's so worth it. I'm thankful for that part. I'm thankful that I was able to go through that hard mm -hmm. and make it through it. Considering everything that was happening at the time that those decisions were being made, I 
I remember being in therapy and telling my therapist that like I kept feeling this guilt and this shame that like I was betraying my family. And Edith had said to me, well, what's worse, betraying them or betraying yourself? Yeah. And that was the that was the kick in the butt I needed, mm -hmm. like because, yeah. Because at the end of the day, you're only gonna have yourself. Like when you lay down at night, it's just you. And so if you're not looking out for yourself or you're not being realistic with yourself, you only have yourself to blame. Exactly. I well, that was the thing. I I kept blaming everything on them, but at mm -hmm. the end of the day it wasn't their fault that I allowed those things to, I mean, when I was a child, I didn't have a choice, Yeah. but once I became an adult, it was my choice to continue to allow that behavior. And then the guilt set in that I'm like, wow, I can't believe I let these people do this to me for so long. That's a part of the guilt too, is how much time wasted worrying about that stuff. Yeah. I remember crying to Matt about that all the time. Like yeah. I've wasted so many years of my life. Yeah. And then like with the stuff with getting sick and just, sinking my ship further and further every day for mm -hmm. years, like two mm -hmm. years that went on. Yeah. But you have to learn also within all this stuff to forgive yourself and accept yourself and say, all right, I did that. But what now, what am I going to do? What am I going to do now to make it better? And you set those small, reasonable goals. Because the growth doesn't stop. No, I'm a firm believer that mastery takes a lifetime. You'll never truly master anything. Like we were saying, like these goals weren't always your goals. We've honed and defined and like had this growth and it has evolved. And so when you've come out of that one dark place and you start to see the light, you work towards a goal and then you start to work there, but it like gets defined down and from this like big tunnel of light into this like laser of light and this laser focus. And that's kind of what you've done over the years is just continue to hone that. And now the goal is to implement the things that you have decided is yeah. your life's purpose. Now it's, you're in the implementation phase now. That now, and at the very bottom of my notepad right here, the, in front of me from my personal development notes in like start on both sides, it literally reads in all caps, it's time for the next level. And you know, back to the boundaries thing. I want to be around people who can be vulnerable because vulnerability is where relationships are built. Mm -hmm. I want to be around people who can respect other people's opinions while also still having a dialogue of difference. Mm -hmm. I also want to be surrounded by people who respect and have their own boundaries. I don't think that that's a lot to ask for. No, and it's almost like when you get in these relationships, like some of that stuff can be set up front. Like as you're getting in the feeling out process, like you're almost like, so what are your goals? What are your boundaries? Like, I think it's okay to have those conversations in a professional and a friendship. A lot of people take a lot of time to feel those things out. But what if we just started like having those conversations like early on in the friendship to like gauge where the other person is, is at? Is that okay? Yeah. And it's also okay if those things change over time. Yeah, that's true. Because people grow over time. Yeah. I don't subscribe to the people come into your life for a reason or a season. That just tells me that you can't own accountability when 
you are no longer in alignment with somebody else's path of growth. Because at the end of the day, we are all on a path, whether you're staying or growing, that's on you. Um, but what it really comes down to is do the actions align with the words and the perception of yourself that you're putting out into the world? Because it's so easy for me to sit here and say all this to you, but aside from saying it, I actually can back it up. Every day. Yeah, because I show up every single day. I don't just post on my stories for the hell of it to make people believe I'm doing something. In fact, I'm probably the most unpresent person on my stories because I'm too busy working toward those other things. You know, I'm, I'm graced to run a business where I can work from home. That doesn't take a lot of my actual mental capacity time. And I can focus the majority of my time growing myself, getting educated on things that I want to implement within my business, building actual meaningful connections with people with the intention of just getting to know them and not wanting to take anything away from them or gain anything mm -hmm. from them. It's only to leave things better than when I found them. And I feel like in today's world, everyone's just on the hunt for what they can take from you or gain from you versus how can we go, go and like grow through life together as acquaintances, as friends. I always come to people with the intention of learning about them because I find people fascinating. But if you're walled off and closed off, you are incapable of having friendships. That just is what it is. Ask me how I know. It was something I had to work through for years. It's fitting that you're talking about getting to know people and just being a genuine, kind human being and a friend. And literally your goal that you wrote down has really nothing to do with you. It says to be a light, a resource, a conduit for others to recognize their strength to change. Like nowhere in there did you say, Nikki wants this. Nikki's gonna do this to get there. Like it's literally about other people. And that is when you have gotten to the point where you've grown so much that you're like, okay, I feel content in myself. Let me give a little bit of this back. That's what's cool. And I feel like that's what's important is like, yeah, I'm kind of there where I recognize that I'm able to give some back now. And I think that that's very cool. Well, what's interesting is further up the page that Matt can't see or hasn't read is um, where it's talking about growth and we, we all want to grow or progress in some way, shape or form and, you know, whatever. It says, I do have an I want on here. Mm -hmm. It says that I want to grow into another level of motivational speaking because that's what I want for myself. Because I was telling Matt, I was, as I was listening to Brendan Burchard, um, Brendan and I say a lot of the exact same things. He just has a more softer approach because he's been doing it for 25 years, but I'm more abrasive because I'm just very direct. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I use that term abrasive, but abra like being abrasive isn't bad. Being a direct person isn't a bad thing. We just are in a, a society right now where everybody needs to be coddled. Well, I'm not your parent, nor are you my child. I don't need to coddle you. That's not my responsibility. I can empathize with you and I can sympathize with you and I can love you through hard things, but that doesn't mean that I need to change who I am in order to help somebody else. Hey, you know what? Sometimes when you're cleaning up a mess, the paper towel just ain't going to do it. And you need something a little more abrasive. So like, just it saying. is what it is. Yeah. Um, 
you know, but along with the, you know, grow to another level of motivational speaking and creating content that gives back, um, on there, it also says, I want to grow into another level of self-discovery because we all have levels of ourself. And as we grow and evolve as a person, as an individual, you learn about yourself more and more as you continue on your own personal growth journey. And I think that that's awesome. That's one of the things I love so much about people. We're all so different. We're all on a different path. But at the same time, it's so similar mm -hmm. and it's so alike, but we love focusing on the divisive parts of people instead of being like, wow, let me sit here and try and understand and hear you. It's fascinating. We were having that conversation yesterday about like politics and stuff. It's like, it's not that politics is the problem. It's that people have a lack of understanding for a difference of opinion. They don't even want to humor somebody to hear even if it's complete nonsense, you have to be willing to understand that emotional unintelligence is a real thing. Yeah, even if it's nonsense, just take your emotion out of it. Yeah. That's something that I personally would like to be better about this year and moving forward is taking the emotion out of things and just getting to know people on a different level and quit with the divisiveness. So my question to you is, what are you going to do to reach that goal? I need to come up with some tangible things to do. Yeah. Soul searching. Yeah. Be super specific on what you want mm -hmm. and do everything in your power to be that envision, like to be that vision that you have. You have, you ever hear the phrase like, don't dress for the job you have, dress for the job you want. Yeah. You ha That's because you have to be that person now. It's not gonna come later you either do it now or you're not going to do it. Like what's going to happen later. That's going to make you be that person. I don't really subscribe to the fake it till you make it, but like be that person mm -hmm. being that person you want to be, um, isn't a fake it till you make it. You either want to be the person who is a friend and has that community and has that, you know, or you're not, you have to be that person now. Even if it takes baby steps to get there, even if you got to work in that steps. direction. Yep, exactly. So whatever that looks like for you, because we're all on different paths, it really does require you to sit with your thoughts, which is hard to do, especially if you're dealing with unresolved trauma, mm -hmm. especially if you're dealing with a lot of negative self-talk and self-doubt. Or if you're dealing with things like addiction or lack of direction. The more you sit and I don't like to say the word meditate. I like to say sit in the feelings because that's what meditation is. Yes, meditation is silencing the mind and being in the moment, but it's also sitting in the seat of yourself. Uh, Michael Singer wrote a book called The Untethered Soul. And that was the biggest takeaway for me was him talking about the voice in your head. You're not that voice. You are hearing the voice. You are the being that hears the voice. That's not you speaking. You're witnessing it and learning to silence. It's like having a bad roommate that never shuts up oh, and learning yeah. to shut that voice down mm -hmm. and just be <laughs> like, yeah, 
it tripped me up and it took me a few months to actually read that book because when I was reading that chapter, I literally was just like, I can't read that right now. That's too heavy for my brain. I wasn't in a headspace where I could really take that on. Mm -hmm. But I came back to it later and learning that the thoughts in my head, one, they're not always right. Shout out to Doc Amen for not believing every stupid little thought your brain yeah. thinks. Ants. Automatic negative thoughts. Um, but also that book by Michael Singer saying that like, you are not that voice in your head. The voice that says, I can't, I'm not enough. I'm not good enough. I'll never do that. That person is better than me. That's not you. You are the person in there. Your consciousness is witnessing and hearing that speak. So it can't possibly be you. Yeah. And I love that because it really does shut it up. You go, hey, that's not me saying that. Yeah, no, it's not. It's a recorded message of all of the people that said those things to you in your life. So personally for me, that I'm not good enough, um, I'm not smart enough, that's not me talking to myself mm -hmm. because I don't feel that way about myself. <laughs> Quite the opposite, actually. That was a recorded message of my mother in my head for mm -hmm. decades telling me those things. That I wasn't worthy of the time or effort or that my needs didn't matter. Or the things that I had goals and dreams from when I was a child wasn't worth the time or effort that it would take on my parents to make it happen for me. Those are the things that I kept telling myself as an adult, as I got older. But that's not how I felt. That wasn't actually me. Because honestly, some days I have quite the God complex. <laughs> if I'm just being honest. I really, truly do. That's something I'm working on. I'm human just like everybody else. I'm not better than anybody, yeah. but I am very intelligent and I do have a profound sense of awareness. Gosh, God forbid somebody like own something about them, you know? But that's part of where I have grown to is the ability to look at myself, call myself on my own bullshit mm -hmm. and then say, all right, that may not be the case. However, I am very intelligent. I do have a sense of awareness. I can read people's intentions. I can see those things of others like and of myself. Yeah, that's that. Love it. Yeah, same. I'm going to leave you with this. What do you want? And what will you do to make it happen? So thanks for hanging with us. Be sure to like, follow, subscribe. Come join the conversation down in the comments. You can come join the conversation over on Instagram, Nikki.Bunting, same with TikTok. Come join my uh, community over on my website, inspiration, recipes, anything. Anything that's going to motivate you to just inch the needle closer to being better, you can get on my website at Nikki.Bunting.com. And yeah, we just really appreciate you being here and growing through life with us and learning how to be so authentic that it is chronic. Yeah. So with that, be chronically authentic. Bye.